Lord God, you say that if any of us lacks wisdom, we should ask you. And so we pray today, on this Remembrance Sunday, that you would give each one of us the wisdom from heaven that's described in that Bible passage. We pray, please, would you pour your wisdom upon us today, that each one of us might understand you more, understand how to relate to you, and understand how to live our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The reality is that the majority of us here this morning on Remembrance Sunday, the majority of us will not have served in war. We, the majority, we will not fully understand the horrors of war. And yet all of us, we know enough to know that war is a horror and that peace is far, far better. Leo Tolstoy famously wrote, War and peace, and it is huge, and it is that big, even with the most minute font size of all. It is an absolutely huge book. But we do not need to be as clever as Tolstoy. We do not even need to have read his book, War and Peace, to know that peace is far, far better. Peace is better than war. And over the last month here at Holy Trinity Clapham, we've been going through the Bible book of James that Steph just read the next bit of. James is Jesus' half-brother. James was the leader of the early church. And in this little section that Steph read for us, it helps us discover the difference between earthly wisdom and heavenly wisdom. And what we see when we read this bit is that the heart of heavenly wisdom is a desire for peace. A desire for peace. Peace rather than war. Peace is far, far better. Just look, would you, at verse 17. You'll see it there. Verse 17. It says there, The wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. And I don't know if you've thought about this before, but in the world there are different types of peace. And the peace that most often we focus on, on Remembrance Sunday, if you like, I call it external peace. That is what we focus on today. We focus on external peace. Whether that's at the international level, peace between countries, or whether that's at the personal level, peace between two people. It is external peace. But whilst this verse in the book of James, whilst it's certainly telling us that it is wise for us to desire external peace, it's also telling us something else that is quite surprising. It says that for you and I, for each one of us, for us to be marked by peace, actually that starts not in our actions, not externally, but it actually starts in our hearts internally. Two weeks ago, Jamie, who's one of our curates here, Jamie was speaking, and he was speaking on um, a bit earlier in the book of James, in James chapter 2. And he was making a similar point, that it was start, everything starts not so much externally, but starts internally. 
And during his sermon, he showed a photo of an apple tree. It's coming up there. It's a very nice apple tree. It is too. And he said this. He said, the fruit of good apples, the externals, that external fruit, it only comes about because the internals, the root, the the main trunk of the tree, but if the root is alive and healthy, the internals of the tree lead to the externals of those good fruit, those apples. You know, what was fascinating that day, two weeks ago, as Jamie preached, is that um, before our six o'clock service, uh, in fact, before all our services, we always have a prayer meeting. We have a prayer meeting before each of our main services, and and that day at the six o'clock service, before the service started, uh, there were about 20 of us gathered here praying for the service. And during this time, uh, suddenly one man suddenly um, just piped up, and he said, it's a little bit strange this, but I I feel that that as, as though God is giving me a picture in my mind's eye that is relevant for us for this service. Now this guy, he did not know what Jamie was speaking of. He didn't know any of it at all. He said, I feel like God is giving me a, a picture, just in my mind's eye, a picture of an apple tree. And he went on and he, he said, it's, wasn't, it's not sort of a, a normal apple tree. Well, this apple tree, it, it's, it's a slightly sort of strange kind of apple tree because the apples, the sort of shiny red fruit, they're, they're not just natural apples that are like that picture that I just showed. But actually these apples, they are, they're hung on the apple tree with bits of string. Just like, like a sort of Christmas tree with lots of apples on a bit of string just hung all around this tree. And he said, I think what's going on, he said, I think it's God challenging some of us. Challenging us that so often we try and look good on the outside. So often we try and, and look impressive and do impressive things. So often we try and, if you like, each one of us in our lives, we try and hang these shiny red apples on the outside of us, the tree. But he said, the problem is, these apples, they're external, but they're not connected to what's going on internally, inside of us. They're just hung on with bits of strings. You know, on Remembrance Sunday, today... It is right, it is good, it is proper that you and I desire peace. It is right to desire this external peace, this external peace between nations, within nations, and between people. But peace, it will not last if all that we have is just external peace. If all that we have in this world is just peace that's sort of like Apples tied onto the externals of the tree, just holding on with little bits of string, but there's nothing going on internally, then that external piece, it will not last. Because every single one of us, we know all too well that very soon the shining, glistening apple of external peace, hanging on by a little bit of string, very soon it will turn into the rotting fruit of war or conflict, or division. Whether it be the war-torn country of Syria, whether it be the conflict between Remainers and Brexiteers in Parliament, whether it be the division that rocks a family when two parents get divorced, external peace alone cannot last And James, he may have been writing this 2,000 odd years ago, but he is so contemporary, he's so bang up to date, he he knows exactly what is going on. 
He says for you and I, for this world to have long-term external peace, we first need internal peace in our hearts. We need the internal to lead to the external. Just look, would you, at the, uh, at the Bible passage and just look at what he says. Look at verse 14. He says this. He says, if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts. So that's internal, isn't it? Do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. He says it's the problem of our hearts. He says this lack of internal peace in our hearts, this bitter envy, this selfish ambition, it leads to external no peace, to disorder, to every kind of evil practice. Or look a bit further down, look at the final paragraph where it's got that little one. Look at what he says, it's exactly the same idea again. What does he say? He says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? They're internal. You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. It's exactly the same idea. The problem of our hearts, the lack of internal peace, these desires that battle within you and me, Those internal desires in our hearts, they lead to a lack of external peace. James says they lead to fights and quarrels and killing. So what do we do? What do we do? Because whilst you and I, while we desire the shiny external fruit of external peace, we can only hang it on us by a piece of string because when we look inside of ourselves when we look at our hearts well they're full of the mess described in these verses they're full of envy and selfish ambition and coveting my heart is certainly too often marked by those things and I would guess yours is too our hearts are disordered they are lacking internal peace and so what each one of us needs what you need what I need What we need, if we want to be people that display external peace long-term, an external peace that doesn't rot and and wither and die in the face of challenges, what you and I need, we need something from outside of us coming and changing us on the inside. We need something to change our hearts. That is what we need. It's what I need. It's what the world needs. Something coming from outside of ourselves and coming into our hearts and changing our hearts. That is what we need more than anything, this Remembrance Sunday. And you know, these few verses, they tell us how that's possible. Just look at verse 17, would you? Look at verse 17. James says, the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure then peace-loving, considerate. He says there is a wisdom that comes from outside of ourselves, this wisdom that comes from heaven, and this wisdom comes from heaven, and it comes into our hearts, and it changes you and me from the inside out. And if you like, this wisdom, it's an explanation of a third type of peace, not external peace, not internal peace, but eternal peace. Peace with God. And it is as you or I, 
As each one of us, as we choose to be at peace with God, as we choose to have that eternal peace, so this wisdom comes from heaven and it fills our hearts, fills our hearts with internal peace, which in turn leads to the good fruit of external peace. And as I close, you might be saying, how can I know this eternal peace? How can I know this eternal peace this, that starts this whole chain of peace, from eternal peace, peace with God, to internal peace, peace in my heart, leading to peace externally in the world? How can I know that? Well, as I close, I'd just like to, to try and give you the, the simplest, best, ex, best sort of illustration, if you like, I can give of what I mean by this eternal peace with God. Uh, this chair here, the wooden one, that represents God, okay? And this um, one here, the black one, it's got a lot of muck on it, uh, represents you and me. And this is how God wants it to be. God wants it to be the two chairs facing each other, God and us facing each other at peace with each other. That's how God wants it to be. But the challenge is that you and I, we know in our hearts, there's all sorts of ways, the bitter ambition, the selfish ambition, there are so many ways that we turn our backs on God. We turn away from God. And God, he is totally holy, he's totally pure, he is perfect, and he cannot look on sin and rebellion. And so he, because he is totally holy, he has to turn his back on us. And that is the problem. That naturally, you and I, we are at war with God. We're facing the opposite direction. We're at war with God rather than at peace with him. But you know, all that can change because of God's love for you and for me. In love, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the ultimate wisdom of God. Jesus Christ, the ultimate wisdom of God, that wisdom from heaven, it came down from heaven. And he came down to this earth and he gave his life that you and I might know peace. Jesus Christ, on the cross, he took the punishment of death that all of us naturally deserve for being at war with God. And he did that. He died on the cross so that you and I might be free to be instead at peace with God. You know, on Remembrance Sunday, we wear poppies to remember those who've given their lives to bring us peace. But you know, really, in a sense, we should wear a poppy every day. Because Jesus Christ, he has given his life for you and for me to bring us to peace with God. So that you and I can know this eternal peace. And because this, this punishment has been paid for all the ways we turn our backs on God, because it's been paid by Jesus, God can, as it were, turn round and look at us again. And so the question for each one of us here this morning, it is so, so simple. The question is, which way are we going to face? Are we going to keep facing with our backs to God? Are we going to keep facing away, being at war with God? Or are we going to choose to turn round and to face God and to be at peace 
with him. That's the choice for each one of us here. Many of us here, we will have already made that choice to turn towards God, to be at peace with our maker, knowing that peace is far better. But that is the decision for every single one of us. Do we want to be at war with God, with our backs to him? Or do we want to be at peace with God? The decision is yours. And if today, if today you want to commit, verse 18 talks about being a peacemaker, a peacemaker who sows in peace. It is a wonderful ambition for you and I to have that we might be peacemakers in this world. But if you and I, if we want to be a peacemaker in this world, then the first thing that we need to do is to be at peace with our maker. To know that eternal peace. That eternal peace which comes down from heaven into your heart and brings you internal peace, which in turn flows out as the good fruit of external peace. But it all starts, it all begins with knowing that eternal peace with God through Jesus Christ. Which way are you facing? Are you rejecting God at war with him? Or have you turned to God at peace with him through Jesus? Shall we pray? Let's pray. I'm just going to pray a prayer this Remembrance Sunday. If you'd like to start out a life of peace with God. Maybe today you recognize that actually, if you're honest, your your back is turned to God. Maybe today you want to be at peace with him. I'm just going to pray a prayer that you might like to echo in your heart. Almighty God, sorry for ignoring you and living at war with you. Today I thank you for your amazing love for me. Thank you that Jesus gave up his life so that I can know peace with you. And right now I turn to face you, to be at peace with you. And I thank you for that peace that you give me eternally. Lord God, may I know internal peace more and more in my heart and may it lead to me being a person of external peace in my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.